fake friends. Listen to Fake Headlines podcast using Stitcher Premium. Use promo code Fake Headlines for one free month. Listen to some of your favorite shows ad-free with Stitcher Premium like... Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. My Favorite Murder. No Fun with Jen Kirkman. Natch Butte. Office Ladies. I Weigh with Jamila Jamil. And WTF with Mark Marin. And so many more. Plus get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, comedy albums, and more. Only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year. Go to stitcher.com slash premium to sign up today. Again, use promo code fake headlines for one month free. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it good? Are we good? Yeah, we're good. I'm, there's no no weird voices this time. Okay. Coaching with Katie. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I screwed up. Take one. <laughs> All right, for real. <clears throat> hey, everybody, and welcome to Fake Headlines Podcast, episode number 100. 100! We did a high five. Yeah! It took us a couple years. We got to episode 100 yeah that um high five though that was on the first take that was pretty good solid left-handed did you look at my elbow to make sure we made contact is that your method of high-fiving uh that is not my method hmm. uh in this instance i made eye contact with you that's just what happened huh yeah you know i don't think i looked at your elbow either let's bring it back on the replay and take a look <laughs> <laughs> nope no elbow no eyes elbow. in that one you can see right here as i circle your elbow <laughs> that's where my eyes were not yeah, 100. Congratulations. Congratulations. I think it's an order to you. Yeah, we did it. A happy anniversary? Is it a... No, I don't know what you'd call this. I don't know this. if that's an anniversary so much as it is a milestone. It is a milestone. Yeah. We started this show... We in, Our first show was April 18th, 2018. I believe it was 2018, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Here we are. And then we switched... We would have gotten to 100 much sooner, but then we switched to doing it every other week. And, uh, but that's okay. 100 episodes is a big deal. Yeah. We had a couple of a little, like a bonus episodes here and there. So I think if you were to count those in order that there's technically maybe over an episode, but this is the officially episode 100. Official episode 100. Yeah. We've had a lot of laughs. That's like at least 100 hours, if not more, probably 150 hours of professional content we've created. Let's double it to 200, Kev, because usually our episodes are pushing between an hour 30 to two hours. That's true. So you better be in for a ride, my friends. And just imagine the stuff we edit out. I mean, holy cow. (laughs) Hours of of uncut footage. (laughs) Uncut footage and unnecessary laughs. Like we, no, it's it's a lot of necessary laughs. We, there's a lot of stuff that is very funny that we cut out sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes we get a little risque a little too risque <laughs> sometimes in the middle of saying something i'll remember that our parents are listening and then i feel weird they we're like no cut that yeah don't want dad to know that one see you later nope <laughs> <laughs> i just watched chloe fling that mouse that was very funny <laughs> uh, we've been trying to get our cat high on catnip a lot lately she we, she's just i don't know we're all stuck inside she might as well get high you know we don't yeah. but she can yeah so we bought some stuff called cat crack from amazon yeah, seems legit. She seems to be enjoying it. Mm-hmm. She does seem a little cracked out by it. And very vicious. Uh, I'm concerned for our safety. <laughs> she did take a swat at you yesterday after getting high. Yeah. She, why a swat, you mean she took a bite at my foot? Yes, yes, that's right, yeah. It was provoked. 
Well, you were teasing her. I was. <laughs> That's what you get. Mm-hmm. Hands are not cat toys. Back to where we were. Yes. Episode 100. Episode 100. Congratulations. So, uh, we have something special for today. We're going to do fake headlines, but with a twist. Yeah, we thought it'd be fun if uh, Tiffany had this idea a long time ago that once we get towards episode 100, what if we were to not look at modern news stories, but dig through the archives and try to find some funny stories from yesteryear, specifically going back 100 years for 100 episodes. That's right. That's right, fella. We are going back 100 years. Oh, We're going to yeah. research some things about the speakeasies, see? Uh, uh, that sounds real tucky, see? Hey, hey. Yeah. Originally, so, we were going to go to um, an actual library and enjoy um, some time scrolling through some microfiche and old newspapers, and we thought that would be really fun, but then the pandemic happened, so we relied on our best friend, the internet. And I think it uh, really didn't let us down. Yeah. So we, we both uh, took a look at the um, the newspaper archives that are a part of the Library of Congress. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff out there. Pretty fascinating. We both went back to 1920. Yes. We did some searching and we came, we found a headline that we liked. And then we tried to come up with a couple of fakes. Yeah. Just like we would do uh, with today's news. Yeah. What's really fun about the Library of Congress is that it has uh, newspapers from all over the U.S. And uh, not that we wouldn't get that same thing with the Internet, but uh, I mean, maybe it was like smaller newspapers that don't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Because usually when we search the Internet, we're, we're finding like major news sources for the most part yeah yeah um and some of these our cat is now meowing um (laughs) some of these are a little bit more uh uh, maybe obscure that we wouldn't really notice before yeah definitely the stuff that i looked at are papers that i looked up that went out of business like in the 60s or the 40s like they like at one time different major cities had multiple newspapers going yeah and enough work and enough stuff for that and which is crazy but i guess it makes sense for the time, you know, we, that, that was a major source of, of news and entertainment was the paper. Yeah. Whereas now we just pick up our phone and we have access to everything. We kind of had to wait for that paper to drop in the morning and mm-hmm. know what was going on. It's such a, just a weird thing to wrap your head around. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my great grandmother was actually a newspaper correspondent. Oh, for, really? For a small newspaper. Yeah. The, um, I think it still exists. Oh my God, Chloe. Um, it uh yeah she she was the person that would go around and gather local gossip essentially where mm-hmm. like so and so went over to so and so's house and had a visit and <laughs> talked about the weather and shared some pie like so you know weird. what i mean yeah, like it was yeah. just like the news then we found uh well i found from looking through her old write-ups uh was very different and and um but also not that different because like sometimes we're we're like i don't give a shit about the kardashians but at the same time like that sort of stuff has been around for Mm -hmm. a long time it just used to be on a smaller scale and uh so it i just I, i think it's really fun like you think we're so separated from who those people were, but you find that we're, we're actually still pretty much the same. We're still the same monkey, so to speak, that mm-hmm. are just, just flowing along with the times. <laughs> yeah. That was the one thing I kind of noticed looking back a hundred years ago at not just the articles on the library of Congress website, but just Googling the 1920s and stuff like that. And just kind of, you definitely get a sense that there was this, obviously this cultural, um, a lot of cultural movements happening during that time. 
and a lot of um, a lot of oppressed people and a lot of um, repressed feelings and just a lot all of that kind of comes out in many different forms mm-hmm. of and artistically and um, while the the times seem very fun for some people they were very terrible for others but it's just you know it, it just that's human history right there I guess just yeah evolving evolving yeah evolving is part of the 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 history that we've seen you know things of like 1920 was the year that women were granted the right to vote that's that's huge mm-hmm. that's evolving rights right there um and uh were things perfect at that point yet in the u.s absolutely not they're still not right right but yeah. i mean that was part of the evolving and progress and um a little bit more uh We'll just leave it at progress. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's pretty neat. Like you talked about disad- disadvantaged people. So I'm saying that that's progress mm-hmm. with what was and what can be. And what we continue to sort of strive for. Absolutely. That's exactly it. Anyway. By the, yeah, this is a comedy show, by the way. This is a comedy <laughs> show. <laughs> All right, but we Mr. get serious. Dillon, we do get serious once in a while, though. Explain to me what this uh, fake headlines podcast is. All what right. the hell is a podcast? I don't know. Am I allowed to say hell? Well, guess what? I just did. I'm a lady. <laughs> yeah, a real flapper <laughs> breaking social norms. <laughs> well, this is fake headlines podcast. So a little bit again, a little bit different this week. Uh, normally, we would go out on the internet and look at try to find some strange headlines and then pair them with some ones we've made up. And then we present the headlines to one another and we try to guess which article is real, which story is real and have some fun kind of goofing on the headlines along the way. But this week, uh, because of our hundredth anniversary, wait, that's not it. Hundredth episode. Hundredth episode, not our hundredth anniversary. It's not an anniversary. I keep wanting to be an anniversary. It's not an anniversary. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> so on our hundredth episode, what we've done is we uh, scoured the Library of Congress newspaper archives, specifically 1920, and we found a headline that we enjoyed. And we paired it with two that we've made up, and we will now present headlines from 1920 to one another. We'll try to figure out what they mean, and we'll have some goofs, and we'll reveal the real story. Yeah. Yes. That sounds great. Yeah, and I believe I'm going first. You are going first. Is that correct? All right. Let's see. Let's see if this works. All right. Here we go. Headline number one, use growing trees for radio antenna. (laughs) What? (laughs) Use growing trees for radio antenna. Okay. Headline number two. These flagpole sitters couldn't stand each other, but find love in high places. These flagpole sitters couldn't stand each other, but find love in high places. (laughs) Okay. And headline number three, new health cigarette made from hemp. New health cigarette made from hemp. Wow. Wow. Well, here we go. This is interesting. Now I have to really rewind it back. <laughs> let's let's go back in the day, shall we? Now you didn't find any of these articles when you were looking at the 1920s, were you? No, I okay. didn't find a thing. Okay. Did not <laughs> except find that a thing. swing. <laughs> I didn't find a thing except for that swing. Uh, Dubois, yes. Um, so uh, I'm gonna try not to be super jazzy. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's possible. I love for the you. 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So growing trees, using them as radio antennas. Yeah. So uh, how would that be possible? Because I, I, radio antennas, correct me if I'm wrong, you have to have some sort of metal conductor, right? Maybe. It has to have some sort of, uh, not sonar, but like electric yeah some kind of uh, ability to transmit yeah trans reflect. transmitter yeah. yeah yeah um in order to hear that so yeah. it would have to be so they're growing trees so maybe it's not like a wooden tree oh that could be what if it's like an artificial tree what if it's like an early um uh roof antenna yeah what, what are those called Roof antennas? Oh. Yeah, I think that's a proper term. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I was just thinking of? I I think I was thinking about rabbit ears. And I was like, oh, was there one that they had on roofs specifically? They called something else, like a a roof tree. They call them gargoyle ears. (laughs) (laughs) Radio gargoyles. Gargoyle wings, they called them. (laughs) They sat atop all the skyscrapers in Manhattan during the Gilded Age of radio. <laughs> so um okay so growing trees or radio antennas so um so is it like a farm where they they create these trees could be maybe they're growing uh, or maybe it's like those metal uh, christmas trees though those are more like the 50s though weren't they like those silver trees yes those yeah. are are uh, much more mid-century yeah. i believe i think yeah. you're right i think you're right i think i think at this time in the 20s they probably st- were still using real trees so yeah um, I wonder how you would grow a tree like that. Like that would conduct metal. Do you like water and then throw like a plugged in toaster at it or something? Like, how do you, Oh, that's unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> just electrify it. <laughs> I was thinking that they like, how long have wire hangers been around? So would they just like disassemble one of those and like wrap it around it so be. that it grows within the tree? Well, that's a good idea too. Maybe that the, maybe that's the idea. Maybe they're growing a tree, but then kind of using, Using it to kind of obscure sort of the uh, antennas and stuff uh-huh. like that. That could be. Uh-huh. That's actually a really smart idea. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, let's let's talk trees. Let's, let's <laughs> finally, let's talk trees. <laughs> I've had a lot on my mind lately about trees. <laughs> finally about to get it out. Uh, let's start with spruce. Solid branch. <laughs> solid branch, those spruce. <laughs> Not at all. They're very flimsy. Are they? I think. Oh, man, you know a lot about trees. You, you already know more about trees than I do. I'm surprised I pulled the word spruce out, quite frankly. I feel like I'm done. I feel like I've contributed all I can. If you want a solid branch, you're, you're looking at walnut. Oh. Maybe a nice maple, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah. Sturdy oak. Ooh, I like what you yeah. did there. <laughs> uh... <laughs> There's people out there who actually know things about trees and they're like, <laughs> these two fools, <laughs> they crazy. <laughs> um, so what was I saying? Oh, let's talk trees. Let's talk trees. Yeah. Okay. So maybe, maybe they, they would. Okay. So trees, I have this interesting capability to actually 
kind of grow around certain things. So like, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you'll see like a, a weird tree where a branch is actually wrapped itself around an inanimate object. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, or even trees that have kind of, uh, absorbed, uh, you know, like, a I don't know, a staple that's been mm. in the tree mm-hmm. and, soon it's like absorbed into the bark because the tree just grows outward right right so maybe it just grows over whatever's in its path yeah yeah yeah. so maybe with some sort of antenna Hmm. they're able to find a specific conductor conducting metal that is able to go into this right tree and emit grows around it yeah it helps with the ra- the yeah. radio transmission because you figure you know, all those branches that's a good way to you got things high in the air ready to collect mm-hmm. signals and whatnot yeah uh because i don't know if you guys know this but in the 1920s we did not have television yet no tv did not exist but what people started to have in their homes were radios yeah and people would gather around the radio and listen to radio programs as they were called mm-hmm. of various <laughs> of various natures yeah and that, that uh, was a big affair yeah yeah people would gather around yeah we never did that when i was a kid we were we were in the 80s then we had televisions uh-huh but uh, did you ever you know one thing though that i i don't know if i did you ever listen to any like old radio shows or there's still stuff that's made today that i'd like to check out but i never I never do. Like, I know, like, Doctor Who, they make a lot of radio dramas mm. still, mm-hmm. you know, which um, I would check those out. I think that'd be kind of fun. I think that's like, a, like, would be a fun way to be entertained in a different way than we are right now. Maybe we've got too much going on. Yeah. There, um, actually, mm, a few years ago, there was a podcast that I was listening to. I can't recall the name of it right now, but uh, I had a friend uh, turn me on to it where it was it was basically just radio mm-hmm. plays. Thrilling and, Adventure Hour, maybe? Uh, maybe. Yeah. It, I think it may have been something else, I think honestly. You're, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Um, so they would perform in front of a live audience and they would have they would speak in standard American dialect, which is if you're not familiar is the dialect that you would often hear in old Hollywood movies. It was just like a, a very specific way that performers were trained so that everyone sound the same. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like what the newscasters sound like. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's exactly, similar. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, the, this podcast is probably the closest thing that I could think of that mm-hmm. would, that would sound like a radio show. Um, and have like characters and it's just like a whole play that plays out. It's very exciting. Yeah. It's very fun to listen to. And I think that would be fun. Like, I feel escape. like we've got too much, like visually we've got so much going on with television. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to, maybe it'd be fun to, to take a step in a different direction. Maybe. Yeah. I think it might be challenging sometimes for people because, uh, we are in a modern society. So used to multitasking. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, for instance, when I'm working uh, on my actual like job that I get paid for, I am listening to other things. And on top of that, my mind is thinking about all the things that I have to do after work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking about, you know, writing for the show and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like my uh, we're just multitaskers or if we're sitting and watching TV, what are we doing or else is staring at our phones? So yeah. How much of. Right. So right. Uh, having that step back in time where we are able to just focus on one thing and really let the story take us. 
as as uh it would be really nice. It's mm-hmm. nice. It's like when we set our phones down and actually watch a movie. <laughs> right. We have to retrain our brains. I noticed that uh, sort of recently when, oh, I don't remember when, oh, it doesn't matter when I was doing it, but I was watching like a a um, like a wrestling match I'd pulled up on the, they might have been when I had uh, when I had a day off recently and you didn't, and I was sitting here. Uh, when, when was I, that? When I had that surgery. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I started to watch a little bit of wrestling, and then I realized I'm looking at my phone so much that I, I'm constantly having to rewind because I'm missing everything. Yeah. Because when I used to watch that regularly, I did not have a smartphone. Right. And now I that can't watch it anymore because I cannot dr- pull myself away from my phone. Right. So I'm constantly, oh, what was that? What happened? Oh, God. I'm rewinding constantly, constantly, constantly. Yeah. And then it's like, what am I watching? Yeah. It's just garbage at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe we need to just read. Maybe that'll help us retrain our brains in a in a better way, so we can function better. Just gotta uh, reprioritize. Because mm-hmm. I mean, people. I mean, people uh, had had. I wouldn't say less or more responsibilities than what we have right now. They just divided their time differently. Mm-hmm. Like. Just because you didn't see a lot of women necessarily in the workforce doesn't mean that they didn't work hard at home. They were still putting in 40 hours, oh, yeah, taking sure. care of the house, cleaning, whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, family duties that they had. Um, and then now, it, I mean, women are still doing that, but now that responsibility often is shared with their spouse, mm-hmm. uh, whoever that may be. And uh, so that time is divided amongst like the actual workforce too. So I think that it's possible for people to, um, redistribute their time mm-hmm. better, I guess. Yeah. To be able to make room for other things like that and yeah. not, not have to do everything constantly at once. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Sounds nice. Doesn't it? It feels like exhausting at the end of the day. It's just constant overload. <laughs> yeah from the the minute where we start yeah you know it's uh it's wild but yeah i kind of envy that time i mean that in in the sense that you know at the end of the day you just come home and you read the paper you put on the radio you drink you smoke you hang out with the kids and you go to bed that sounds kind of nice right there's no like oh i gotta hop on the laptop later i got this report due i didn't have enough time to finish it or you know what i mean yeah it just sounds like oh what a simpler time yeah Ugh. You still had lots of responsibilities. It was just. There were, there were certain times of the day where everything mm-hmm. was kind of sort of divvied out. I think, I think uh life work life was much more important, maybe depending on who you were. Yeah. The balance was definitely balanced. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it's all in one direction right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Constant go, go, go. Busy, busy, busy. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's feast or famine. You know what I mean? Like we, if we're not, if you're not working hard, I mean, okay, let's put it this way. If you're working hard, you're not working hard enough, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. And there's always someone who's like, Oh, you're a lazy. That's why you're not, you know, getting to where you need to be. No, you just disadvantage mm-hmm. somewhere along mm-hmm. the line or your brain is just on overload. Yeah. And that's how I feel. I'm not supposed to handle that much. No, no, I'm definitely like, I was a mess 20 years ago. Like this is just all made me worse. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it was bad enough with this television. Now I got television <laughs> and a tinier television in my hand. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> You're fine. I guess so, but it's, it's troubling. <laughs> Kevin, uh, let's move on to something less troubling. Yeah. Um, I'm your favorite flagpole sitter who is helping you get through life. That right? is true. Yeah, so the headline is, these flagpole sitters couldn't stand each other, but find love in high places. So, can you define in uh, 1920s terms what a flagpole sitter is? Well, let me tell you, toots. I don't know, is that the right word? <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, toots. <laughs> so, flagpole sitting was this fad <laughs> where people would sit on a pole high in the sky and see how long they could sit up there. I don't know. How, I don't know. 1920s vernacular <laughs> to pull it off. <laughs> it was really the bee's knees. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny to watch. <laughs> you had a 23 skadoo right up that pole. <laughs> Race right up there all the way to the top. <laughs> so what you just sit there? Yeah. It was just like a stunt. It was just like a silly stunt to do and see how long you could last by sitting up there. I believe there was a seat. I don't think that it was just like a typical pole end. <laughs> I hope not. I'm just imagining, like, you remember, you remember, um, now you would remember also, I'm sure. You remember the sturdy sw- uh, swing sets that they would have at school? Like the thicker poles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I say the sturdy ones. I say the sturdy ones because they're not all created equal. Like some of them are meant for the hefty kids. Well, yeah, we had to, we had our <laughs> we had our own husky park. We had to go to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the size pole that I imagined was like. <laughs> What's that kind of pole? <laughs> but it's it's bigger than that. Yeah, I would hope so. I don't think it's like, uh, I mean, from the images I've seen, it looks just like a, I mean, it doesn't look like a telephone pole. It does look rather slender, <laughs> more so than you would want it to be. Is it wood? I think it is, yeah. Oh, just but the idea be, of like climbing that. I know, but there has to be there's like a, a little seat like on there. Like nails and stuff that go up there, right? Well, maybe they were like designed for... I'm just imagining a telephone pole where there's like helpful nails. Oh, yeah, those like things you, you know, can climb You know, helpful lots. nails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds like a, something that's sold on, as seen on TV. Helpful nails. <laughs> we New. saw a commercial the other night for alien tape. yes anything is possible i know and i'm a sucker for all that stuff like i wanted to buy it immediately but then i went on i googled it and it wasn't as great as people thought it was (laughs) yeah so so pole sitting is the practice of sitting on top of a pole such as a flagpole for extended periods of time generally used as a test of endurance a small platform is typically placed at the top of the poles for the sitter led by the stunt actor and former sailor elvin shipwreck kelly Flagpole sitting was a fad in the mid to late 20s, but mostly died out after the start of the Great Depression. Wow. Okay. So they sat up there. So here's like an example. So it is kind of like a, I mean, it's not like a. Oh, he looks very cozy. He does. He got a little chair. I mean, this is actually. Oh, this is in like Germany. Nope. Amsterdam. I was going to say, I looked yeah. at the language and I was like, oh, this must be in Germany, but nope. Close. So flagpole, uh, flagpole sitting does seem to be like a very socially responsible thing to do right now. Like this should be a fad right now. 
why because it's you're socially distant oh (laughs) you could have people near you could have like you could have concerts again if you had everybody sitting on flagpoles <laughs> distant like a, 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 but they'd have to be like different heights well every other person would be a flagpole so you'd be six feet apart from everybody uh-huh. because of the height difference and you could have concerts again and then you could have someone sitting on someone's shoulders up on top of the wow i could definitely see no accidents happening there no it's a concert they're gonna have you get to live a little you know what i mean oh <laughs> But yeah, this was it. It was just like sitting sitting on a high stick. That's <laughs> basically what it was. Times have changed. <laughs> but doesn't it seem like a? Uh, it just seems like something that would could be done now. I guess that's no more popular. That's no more silly than like people who make internet videos. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, it's just right. like that's a thing that people do. Right. That's why I'm surprised this is not caught on. Like if Harvey Danger came out with that song right now, this thing would blow up. Right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It just seems like something that would be so fitting for 2020. Yeah. Can't do anything. Why don't you go sit outside on a, at an elevated level. <laughs> <laughs> if you're bored, then you're boring. <laughs> he was right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't publish a zine or rage against machines, sit on a flagpole. <laughs> I think that's sage wisdom right there <laughs> from our forefathers of the twenties. So it must have been um, because same sex relationships were probably uh, still quite frowned upon at this time. Not that people weren't, but or talked about it, but it just wasn't really well known about. Mm -hmm. So assuming these lovers that have fallen in love, one's a man and one's a woman, I went up and I wasn't sure where you were going. They fell in love on a pole. Yes, yes, two uh, two separate poles, not the same pole. <laughs> but it was it's a rom com. It's like the, the race to the top, and then they get to the top, and then they realize they they brush hands, and a couple of times on the way up, and they're like, oh, and the other one's like, oh, get out of here, I hate you, and she's like, I hate you too, and then he he's like, I'm gonna beat you to the top, lady, and then she's like, oh, no, you don't, and then they get to the top, and then they both grasp hands at the same time at the top of the pole, and then that's it. That's they. Fall fall in love oh. they fall in love it's all about the journey babe it's all about the journey and yeah. they get to the top and it's just it swoons i am <laughs> that's what the name of the movie is called swoons yeah <laughs> i imagined uh pole swoons, uh, pole swoons. <laughs> <laughs> i imagined tom hanks and uh paul swoons would be like the alter ego of paul holes <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully paul holes doesn't need to be involved with this scenario no <laughs> Yikes. I mean, there's a flagpole. He's a fun guy. <laughs> In between murder investigations. Um, Bringing them to justice. I imagine Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan in this. Yeah. You, like a you've got mail sort of situation. Yeah, exactly. Or what's the one that came before it? Um, <laughs> love toast. <laughs> he's a black and decker toaster salesman (laughs) she's a lady who makes bread yeah sure (laughs) love toast love toast wasn't there a movie that came before you've got mail because everyone was like oh it's a big deal what was it sleepless in seattle thank you yes (laughs) how do i know that and then you came at me with love toast i was like (laughs) i couldn't think and then i was like did i make that up in my brain (laughs) (laughs) 
really questioned my sanity in this oh, I'm reality. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, sometimes love toast love is a real toast. jam. <laughs> <laughs> love toast. It's a little place where we can jam together. <laughs> <laughs> I was very pleased with myself. <laughs> That's my favorite when you're pleased with yourself. That is my fave. <laughs> so before we were talking about how it was nice that we didn't have TV and we relied more on radio. But now that I'm thinking about it and the other entertainment between besides radio was sitting on a pole, maybe we are in a better time right now. <laughs> We have, well, we have a few more options. <laughs> at, least, at least like people were, were joining in on the festivities together. Yeah, so they that's were, true. They were, they get to the top and be like, Hey, you did it. <laughs> yeah, you too. I see. All right. Let's sit here. Let's observe the neighborhood. I'm taking the sights. Oh, well, you look at that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's I felt like a John Mulaney character. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the top of the pole. <laughs> <laughs> you did become, I wish I looked over and you were wearing a suit. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Flagpole sitter. Flagpole sitter. Uh, is it is it sitter? It is sitter. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Danger. But with, you, you can't help but say the sitter. Yeah. I think, I think we've just been Harvey Danger. That's why. <laughs> the whole time. I think they, I think they, uh, they change that in our heads. They, uh, they change that vernacular <laughs> for us. <laughs> it does seem like a, like a fun time though. Cause you, I mean, in the sense that you think of the, you, you we have a, uh, a tendency to think of the past as being very stuffy. And then there are these cultural moments and there's stuff, ha- there was stuff happening every, t- every year, but we just don't have it all chronicled. But when you think of the 1920s, you, you think of like the roaring twenties and flappers and jazz. And there was a lot of big things, but also people were just doing silly shit. Like we do now, like people were, people were planking a few years ago. People mm-hmm. were doing parkour. Well, a hundred years ago, they were sitting on poles. Like it's that's just, <laughs> it's just something we've always wanted to do. Just yeah. do sh- stupid shit. Like it's just, it's in our, I don't know if it's just, if it's part of being an American or if it's part of just human nature in general, maybe people were doing this in well, they were, they were doing it in Amsterdam on that uh, picture we were looking at so humanity has always had this goofy side that we've wanted to just have fun and do something stupid and just have a good time and now we have tiktok and various means to kind of mass produce goofiness (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know so it's like it's kind of fun to think of it that way that we've always like you said before like the art current time is just like an amplified version of what was happening then like we've Mm -hmm. always had these same basic tenements or i don't even know that's the right word basic things you know in pop culture and just our day-to-day lives it's just now it's just on steroids because of the time we're in yeah but like there's always been these same things and people felt the same way about things it's Mm -hmm. it's interesting that we forget that perspective i think yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. absolutely want to go sit on a pole with me yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wink wink uh so here, leave us alone we're married 
<laughs> Kevin, let's talk about headline number three. Yeah, what was headline So after three? we go sit on poles, we're going to have a healthy cigarette. Yeah, see? Uh, health pole cigarettes made out of hemp? Did you say okay. health pole cigarette? Is that what you said? Health health cigarettes? I think you said health pole. I think you still had the... P- <laughs> or did I hear that? I don't know. We'll play that it's back quite later. possible because I was reading several <laughs> things at the same time. See, you're multitasking. Yeah. Yeah, health cigarette. <laughs> new health cigarette made <laughs> with hemp. <laughs> uh, they wonder why people have like ADHD now. We're just, like, <laughs> we're just like, we are, we're out of the womb and like, you better learn to walk and talk on that phone at the same time. Good luck, kid. Here you go. <laughs> Call the help desk if you need anything. What do you mean you can't chew gum at the same time? Mm, you're out of here. <laughs> the orphanage. Oh. Um, <laughs> and by that, I mean like factories they go work in. Right. Of course. Got to earn your so, living. It's you the know? 1920s after yeah. all. Um, okay. So what was that? Health cigarette? <laughs> yeah. New health cigarette made with hemp. Did. Okay. I don't know much about hemp culture, but how around was it then? I don't know. I would think that I would, I'm guessing that drugs have always been around of various degrees. Right. Like I think people were doing like opium and stuff like that really early on, like in and cocaine in like ancient it was times. In the coke? <laughs> That's right. Also probably from the twenties, right? <laughs> yes. Around there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, heroin, I think in different forms yeah. was something that was accessible. I think drugs and music have always maybe been associated in some way, like mm-hmm. jazz. There was like a lot of, opioids and stuff like that i think back then as well mm-hmm. it's just uh, again just we're kind of hyper aware of it now and it's just kind of you know a bigger issue like oh yeah maybe you shouldn't be doing that yeah Eesh. um lots of different things um, and just smoking in general was very popular then right yeah because i mean at that point it was I, th- I think doctors were still like up until like probably the 60s or 70s they were like have a smoke it'll make you feel better yeah right strengthen your lungs well i remember i think we've talked about this before i don't know if we talked about it on the show but we uh, i remember when i was a kid in the 80s like my doctor dr Suhukar, he uh would smoke cigarettes in the office when i was a little kid and I, after our little physical or whatever i would be sitting in the office with him and my mom and he would like be packing a cigarette on the desk like tapping it and he'd light it up and they'd be, t- be talking about what was going on. And I was like, oh my God, this That's is so crazy. Looking back, that just seems so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that just exposed to that right mm-hmm. away. Or even my mom talking about like when she worked in a bank in the, you know, well, up until probably the, maybe the seventies, maybe was she, I don't know. I forget exactly when, but they used to come around and empty your ash like the the people that would be taking care of the place would come around and they would clean they would empty your ashtrays for you throughout the day mm-hmm. so you'd be smoking while people while, while helping people at the teller window yeah people in line be smoking mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i remember my parents smoking in the mall walking around smoking putting their Sh- cigarettes out before they went into the store because you don't want to get smoke on the clothes but yeah yeah <laughs> you know just and that was all you know 30 40 years ago mm-hmm. yeah crazy so hemp cigarettes now would they how would they make them i mean would it be something that still got people high i don't know i maybe maybe that was the th- maybe that's why people were like oh these things are great i feel great after smoking these things because i mean it, it, were they capable of separating out the thc i think so i think uh industrial uses of hemp go back pretty far 
Do they? So I think that that's probably what's going on then. But I think, I don't know. I guess it could go either way. I guess people might think that kind of like how people are like, oh, drink Coke. It's great. Because it was... Gives you lots of energy. Right, ready to go. Right. Five hour. <laughs> Ooh, my sweaty. Five hour energy. I'm on five day energy. <laughs> I just crapped my pants again and I'm awake for 78 hours. <laughs> um, well, got to get back to driving that school bus. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> But I think that, uh, I guess it could be either direction. It could be, maybe it did have those elements in it that were giving a little bit of a little fun feeling to people. Mm -hmm. Or it could have been just the idea that it was something other than tobacco and maybe it was something, because I feel like that, I feel like the knowledge was always there for a while that we knew this was bad, but we kept doing it until maybe public pressure reached a certain point Mm -hmm. and people started to see the effects finally, because I'm sure, you know, for in the twenties, nobody was really caring about anything or if anybody got sick, they probably didn't really know enough to put two and two together. That that was probably the problem. Yeah. Until maybe the fifties or sixties, maybe when that kind of became, seemed to be a bit more prevalent. So maybe, okay. So maybe a, a healthy hemp cigarette, maybe it was something that was a bit of an alternative to both cigarettes and pipe smoking. Yeah. Cause a lot of people right. would smoke pipes and obviously tobacco cigarettes. So maybe this is like just like a lighter version. Mm-hmm. Maybe somehow more socially acceptable just based on the smell alone. Yeah. I'm sure people must've gotten annoyed by it back then. I mean, even though it was, everybody did it like it had to have been, not everybody did it. I mean, there were right. some people that didn't smoke. Yeah. There was probably a higher percentage, maybe 50, 50% or something, but still yeah. not every single person smoked. I would assume if everyone smoked at that point and no one would have ever stopped. Right, right. <laughs> Again, not much to do back then. I think I'd be smoking a lot too probably then. It just seems like something fun to do. I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of why I would smoke uh, in recent years was when I was kind of bored or, you know, it was something uh-huh. to do for a few minutes. Yeah. You know? You're, uh, or just goofing around online, chain smoking at, you mm-hmm. know, just, uh, it just happens or when you yeah. drink, you're drinking yeah, either absolutely. coffee or alcohol, alcohol. Yeah. So it just kind of th- pairs well with everything. It's cigarettes pair well with life and that's until they kill you. And that, that ties into my thought about, um, so the Volstead act, which is prohibition, mm. uh, was enacted in in 1920 Mm -hmm. so a lot of people probably would have uh been smoking then to when they were going to their speakeasies oh yeah right you know smoking up different types of cigarettes probably Mm -hmm. to pair with their their uh mischievous alcohol (laughs) <laughs> their devil water their devil water yeah i wonder if um maybe too maybe that maybe the, if there was like a a um psychotropic i don't know what the right word is um if there was thc in these cigarettes if that was maybe a way to help people wean off of alcohol withdrawals or something maybe possibly i don't know maybe 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 that was a thought that, it, so do you think that these, these cigarettes were prescribed by doctors or I, encouraged by doctors? I think they were encouraged by doctors. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think they were necessarily prescription based. Yeah. Ask your doctor about new hemp cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look for our full page ad in the New York times. Maybe it, maybe it helped people. Maybe there was like strong research then. Not that they did a lot of research on things. Um, on like 
it helping people feel more calm like maybe 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 with the rising uh, uh fast and loose culture that was coming up in the 1920s mm-hmm. um this was something that helped people not feel so crazy all mm-hmm. the time yeah i'm sure for people i mean as we look back on it now it seems so innocent compared to the times we're in but um you know i'm sure there were with all these sort of major shifts and happening in the world and people living life in a way that they did not before uh maybe that did lead to a lot of sort of anxiety mm-hmm. amongst people mm-hmm. and they just didn't know what to call it right right yeah i don't think he had a lot of um practical sort of psychology back then for people i don't know if people really went to therapy no at those times <laughs> people are just starting to do that now <laughs> right right there's only only sort of recently has there been <laughs> even a beginning of less of a stigma of that kind of thing right yeah so maybe maybe it was just a uh maybe maybe we were thinking too deep into it maybe it was just a simple these are more healthy than your typical tobacco shop Right, it could have just been a Harrison's brand- Hemp's. <laughs> right, it could have just know? been a branding thing, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe it's just too deep. Like saying um, something's like low fat or whatever. Yeah. It's just like a way to like market it maybe. No, it's just something, it's a new product and another way to make money. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe businesses were losing money because they were no longer able to sell alcohol. So we were trying to find different ways to make up for that revenue. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. just like a new innovative sort of way to, to do that. Yeah, because that was definitely one thing that I read uh, in my research on the 20s was it was sort of the beginning of sort of like consumer culture that we kind of live in now where there mm-hmm. was, and a lot of it did probably have to do with radio and kind of everybody started to listen to the same things. You mm-hmm. started to hear the same things, started to hear the same advertisements. Mm-hmm. You would go to the movies and see the same reels before the movie started. Right. So everybody was kind of influenced by the same images and the same sort of um, advertising and stuff like that. And this, people read the same things. So that all started kind of that, that, um, a change mm-hmm. in how people navigated the world. And, you know, one interesting thing I read too, was that the twenties was also the beginning of, um, like credit, like what we now know as like consumer credit, mm-hmm. like where credit used to be something that was kind of looked down upon. Mm-hmm. The twenties became a time when people were encouraged to borrow. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, like maybe not necessarily a credit card as we know it now, but with a store or whatever like that, that was kind of a new thing mm-hmm. where it g- gave people the, the, the sort of freedom to b- buy more things. And mm-hmm. then there was, a, again, that whole consumer culture type thing. So, yeah. which I thought was really interesting that a lot of what we do now and the way we navigate the world and interact with the world, the seeds were sort of planted, uh, 100 years ago. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin, you're telling me that one of these headlines is real. Yes. Only one. Only one is real. Which one do you think it might be? So you have, uh, tree antennas, you have flagpole sitters Mm -hmm. and you have cigarette hemp and a new healthy cigarette. Hmm. I'm going to go with the flagpole sitters. Okay. Well, you are incorrect. Okay. You fooled me because it looked like you were zooming in on your article there. <laughs> I am, but not um, that one. All right. Let's go with the growing trees. Okay. 
You are right. I am. That's the real story. Yeah. <laughs> this is from the New York Herald from Friday, November 26th, 1920. Wow. Wow. So the headline, uh, I had searched for the word radio in the, because uh, I thought that might be some interesting stuff. So the things I were finding, though, were not quite what I had anticipated. Uh-huh. Because I think only uh, limiting the search to 1920 w- when sort of consumer radio was still kind of in its infancy. Like that was really the beginning of that sort of push to get radios into homes, Mm -hmm. but it hadn't quite gotten to where it was going to go yet. So a lot of the radio stuff I was finding was more um, for like industrial purposes or military purposes. Okay. Which is what this is. So use growing trees for radio antenna. Army experiments also show several messages can be sent on same cable. Rapid progress made. General Squire reports remarkable achievement of signal core in one year. Right, because I think one thing that we read at some point was technically like the earliest uh, cell phone was invented in the it was it the nineteen twenties or the nineteen forties something like that yeah um it's, it's, like they they've been around for a long time it's just no one had faith in them or maybe the technology wasn't quite yeah it probably wasn't quite ready. there yet yeah, yeah it wasn't quite ready for uh, prime time. I remember going to like, uh, even like in the nineties, uh, very early nineties, I remember being at like, like not like Best Buy, but like whatever Best Buy was then, like whatever store was like that. Mm-hmm. And they had like a cell phone, like a cell phone section. And it just seemed like, oh my God, who's buying these things? It just seemed like it was like a hundred years too soon. You know what I mean? It just like, how do people do this? Like this yeah. And here we are. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, so even back then the nineties, it had gotten to that point, but that was really the, when it first kind of became something that was achievable enough possibly that a store like a Best Buy would be selling them. And that wouldn't mm-hmm. be just some like, you got to go to IBM headquarters if you want one of those things and yeah. pay 20 grand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So it's wild. Uh, so yeah. So this uh, article here, I'm gonna try to zoom in on it here. It's a little difficult to read because of the, it is a, uh, a, a photocopy of a paper from 100 years ago. Use growing trees for radio antenna, Washington, November 23rd. I feel like I got to read like that, but I probably shouldn't, but it just feels <laughs> right. It just feels right. <laughs> Do what feels right, babe. That a number of messages may be sent over submarine cables simultaneously through the use of alternating current and that trunks of growing trees may be utilized at times in the place of sending and receiving antennas. Let's start over again. That a number of messages may be sent over submarine cables simultaneously through the use of alternating current and that the trunks of growing trees may be utilized at times in the place of sending and receiving antennas for radio apparatuses was disclosed by experiments conducted in the research laboratories of the Army Signal Corps in the last year. According to the annual report, General Major George Squire, Chief Signal Officer, Chief Signal Officer. Chief, is that still a position, I wonder? Chief Signal. Chief Signal Officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Squire uh, recently discovered that uninsulated conductors might be used underwater successfully. Also were conducted, says reports. Much of the report was, devo- uh, much of the report was devoted to various phases of radio telegraphy. Progress. Much of, the, much of the report was devoted to various phases of radio telegraphy. Progress in which continues to be nothing short of phenomenal, George Squire said. 
With suitable apparatus, messages may be transmitted and received practically between any two points on the surface of the globe. And at speeds, and the speed of this form of communication operates to place any two points on the Earth's surface in practically instantaneous connection. Well, this guy has no idea what's wow. going to happen. Oh, wow. <laughs> this guy is going to be thrilled with 100 years later. <laughs> when he is reincarnated, he's going to be blown away. Difficulty was experienced during the year obtaining and keeping men for the signal corps due to the demand for workmen trained along these lines in civilian life, the report said. Despite this fact, however, it was stated that considerable progress has been made along experimental lines Radio and radio operators were trained to send were trained and sent to the Western Serial Forest Fire Patrol and to the Alaskan Military Cable Service with particularly good success that was met in developing the Army's Carrier Pigeon Service. Wow, a lot of messaging uh, platforms were developed at one time there. <laughs> we got carrier pigeons. We got tree trunks as conductors. <laughs> we got radio towers. We got instant communication. It's the uh, original Verizon. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> It says, among the achievements of the Corps chronicled in the report were the design and the completion of a cavalry radio set for field service and the completion of an Army observation radio telegraph and telephone set with a range of 90 to 100 miles and a 200 to 250 mile telegraph. So the telegraph was kind of like that. I think it was like also using like a phone line or some kind of line where there was like a, like a, um, like the uh, kind of like what the titanic used i think that was a telegraph right when they were sending signals oh is that a telegraph or uh, like tap kind of like a wire or something like that uh yeah i guess so yeah because it's like the i think that's somehow sending a signal yeah I'm sorry for whatever I just said to you guys. It wasn't very nice. I don't know, but it shattered my glasses. That was weird. That was really weird. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So they're using like uh, tree trunks to conduct in certain cases. But this guy was uh, really on the cutting edge of communication technology. That's, it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's just like the, the technology in its infancy. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And and like you said, like they, they would be blown away Mm -hmm. from what they started as to where we have come to. Yeah. To having like something called the internet in our pockets. Right. Right. They wirelessly. Would, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They were excited about like a radio signal traveling to another point instantaneously, yeah. which is pretty wild. Cool. Yeah. They would, their minds would blow up. They would have to sit back with one of those hemp cigarettes and just chill. <laughs> like, wow, Kevin, you've shown us a lot. <laughs> Go back to that place called Pornhub again. That was fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> so many things <laughs> this is the ladies now <laughs> i like that where'd all their hair go <laughs> i like the idea that like people from 100 years ago would instantly just want to look at porn with whatever technology we had <laughs> probably they probably would <laughs> how else are you gonna learn we're trying to transmit dirty limericks 200 miles with this telegraph machine this is much more erotic <laughs> ah <laughs> uh, what a fun place to stop there mm-hmm. cool <laughs> all right folks we'll be right back after these words are you a millennial or gen y woman who finds herself shoved in a locker of fear by those mental mean girls holding you back from opportunity are those voices constantly bombarding you with why try 
No one cares about what you have to say. Or, oh honey, you don't deserve that raise and you know it. Or, you really think you look good in that new dress? Mm Mm-mm, go change. And those voices go on and on, nonstop, for everything you say, every choice you make. The worst part is that those mean girl voices keep you from getting the promotion, the recognition, the friendships, the relationships, and the life you want. If this sounds familiar, fight back at those mean girl voices and invest in your relationship with yourself with KT Coaching. KT Coaching is here to help millennial and Gen Y women get control of their thoughts so you can have the confidence to do anything you set your mind to. Confidence is more complicated than self-love or feeling good about yourself. It's about retraining your brain and cultivating confidence as a habit that over time and with practice becomes who you are. Not sure if this is right for you? Ask yourself, what would you do if you had all the confidence in the world? Would you ask for a raise or even start your own business? Would you know you're killing it as a partner, a wife, a mom? Would you be excited to try new things and meet new people? All it takes is a virtual cup of coffee with KT Laporta if you're ready to love yourself and your life. Go to coachingwithkt.com to schedule a Zoom coffee date or sign up for the newly launched five-week confidence boot camp. This one-on-one program is for women who want to finally and quickly transform their relationship with themselves. You deserve all the great things you wish you could do. All it takes is an investment in yourself with a willingness for change and working with a professional coach who will hold you accountable. What are you waiting for? Take charge. You got this. Stop worrying about what other people are thinking about you. Stop second-guessing decisions. Stop listening to those mean girls and stop playing small so you can enjoy all of your gifts. Just go to coachingwithkt.com. That's coachingwithkt.com. Fake Headlines Podcast is sponsored by Kitty Box Press. Kitty Box Press is an independently owned print shop located in Rochester, New York. Each piece is handcrafted using only eco-friendly materials, resulting in a beautiful artisan work. With no minimum orders, no setup fee, and made with lots of love, Kitty Box Press wants to be your go-to screen printer. Kitty Box Press can print just about anything from t-shirts to totes to posters and invitations. Follow Kitty Box Press on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to visit them at kittyboxpress.com for more information. Thanks, Kitty Box Press. Thank you. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Kevin. Yes, that's me. Are you ready for my headlines? Let's hear those headlines from 100 years ago. <laughs> 100 years ago. Here are some things in the headlines. <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh, headline number one. No joke in death when put in hearse. <laughs> no joke in death. When put in hearse. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, okay. (laughs) Headline number two. Speakeasy, arsonist still at large, woman suspected. Oh. Speakeasy, arsonist still at large, women suspected. Hmm. Sounds awfully sexist to me. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Headline number three. Menacing kids haunt movie theater. Oh. Menacing kids haunt movie theater. <laughs> I wrote medicine kids. <laughs> like little kid doctors. Like medicine woman? Oh, yeah, yeah. I imagined, I imagined kids Quince. with like lab coats on. 
It's the ghost of Fies of Past. <laughs> oh, man. Business kids and doctor kids. Yeah, I mean. Crazy. Kids were put to work early. Some kids were doctors. Some kids worked in mines. I yeah. mean, that's just the way it was. That's how it is. You know, some kids were smart. Some kids were just destined for a more blue collar life. And that's okay. That's okay. They worked just as hard. They really did. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can say they had an equal experience in the workforce. Yeah. <laughs> Being kids. <laughs> Being kids. Yes. <laughs> All right. Recess is over. Get back to that surgery room, doctor. <laughs> oh, come on. I don't want to play more. See? Come on. Just five more minutes. <laughs> extra, extra. Read all about. I'm also a newspaper boy, too. <laughs> and a doctor. I've got seven siblings to take care of here. Uh, yeah. So headline number one, no joke in death when put in hers. <laughs> what could that mean? No joke in death. Put in when put in hearse. Because death isn't funny, but it can be funny if you're in a hearse. <laughs> it is a silly car. Yeah. It's there's something wrong with that uh, shape. <laughs> That's what my first girlfriend said about me. Oh no. <laughs> it also contains something dead. Oh, uh, what? What? I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Uh, Her heart? <laughs> yes. Was she dead inside? That relationship was yeah. yes, okay. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Her loss. Maggie. Exactly. Uh yeah. So I don't know. Maybe. No joke. I wonder if it's like people were doing like silly things in hearses or maybe hearses. Was the hearse always exclusively a funeral car or maybe in the twenties it was like how you transported your family around. Right. (laughs) 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 Before the, before the station wagon, there was the hearse. Right. All right, kids all lay down vertically in the back of this car. (laughs) (laughs) Safety first. (laughs) I slam on the brakes. Sorry about your heads. (laughs) Well, well, you know what I should do is hold on to each other. I know a bit better way to make this safer. How about if I design wooden boxes you can all lay in? (laughs) Ah. (laughs) There'll be padding inside. There'll be silks and linens. Very safe. Top of the line. Only for my kids. Yes. Mahogany cases for your children. <laughs> you want your kids to be safe? Put them in the luxurious box. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you get to where you're going. You're sliding out all these boxes. <laughs> all right. Get out of here, kids. Come on. We're here at the park. <laughs> I became Regis for it's, some reason. It's a, it's a two-in-one uh, sled. Like, they, they just like... <laughs> you're right. You just, but you don't even have to take the kid out. You just leave him in the box. That's exactly it. here and just kick him down the hill. Yeah, yeah. You just like... <laughs> you, you get there to the top of the hill. You back up to it. Open the back of the door of the hearse. And then just slam on the gas and then the, the, <laughs> right. they just slide out and then just go down the yep. hill. Let gravity do its work. But they got to lug their own box back up to the hill <laughs> see we made we made hearse funny right yeah, there we did we did, it. We we did, did it. it i wonder if it's maybe like a clown car maybe maybe it was like uh clowns all packed in the back of the hearse that could be it could be yeah. that's always funny clowns are weird no matter what era <laughs> <laughs> although in the 20s i feel like it's like the, well i guess we don't have a lot of or any uh, colorized photos from of clowns in the twenties. I I would imagine they're not all drab, like no sort of you know that no. particular type of clown, like the um, the guy that you're related to, What's Emmett Kelly. Name? Emmett Kelly, like they're not all that type of clown, probably. Right. Well, they um yeah exactly. Um, 
I feel like clowns are more depressed in the 20s, I guess. (laughs) Well, they especially were at the end. Yes, that's true. (laughs) So is everyone else. (laughs) Uh, But circuses were really a big deal at that time. So uh, I imagine things were colorful then. We just can't, mm -hmm. uh, we just don't have any photographic evidence of it. Absolutely. I would imagine everything wasn't black and what if everything was black and white in that era because they didn't have color then. (laughs) It wasn't just the TV. That would explain mimes. They just didn't get the memo. They were the most colorful people. They were, no, they were just traditionalists. (laughs) 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 Not letting go. They, they, they held on to silent movies and, and uh, black and white everything, <laughs> was you a, know? It was a very proper time. <laughs> Mimes kept to themselves. The, the, they kept their, kept quiet, <laughs> even more so. <laughs> even more so, Marcel, more so. Sorry, that was really <laughs> stupid. That's <laughs> really dumb. <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> uh, why do they get me so? I don't know. You love good puns. I do so much. And you like uh, famous mimes. <laughs> no joke in death. And putting a hearse. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, mean, I guess there's probably. Well, there was. There's like people. Like there was definitely somebody that uh, in our uh, recent history. We didn't know them, but we worked in a the same building that they would drive. A, they would drive a hearse. Oh yeah, I was or like, "Where's the story going?" <laughs> yeah, he yeah. he was like Gothic Santa. Yeah, because yeah. he was like seven feet tall, mm-hmm. but he was like he knew that he looked like Santa. Yes, he he played it up. And then he would decorate his car, and he always like, especially around Halloween time, he would have like a skeleton in the passenger seat. Right which was well, amazing the carpool lane. Yeah, yeah 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 um but he also had a casket in the back of his hearse so weird yeah you know we we combined uh halloween and christmas because we put our christmas tree up immediately we did we we've we've been doing that a lot it felt right this year because just of 2020 Everything. but we definitely in the in past years have put up the christmas tree on halloween before yeah it's not unusual for us it's just nice it's just nice to have an extra light <laughs> in these dark times it is, it is. <laughs> Um, so, uh, no joke in death. So uh, you had kind of mentioned this before, like sometimes, uh, we forget that, that people a hundred years ago had a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, like, like sometimes, like one of my favorite things ever is when you find pictures from that era or around that era and it's just like candids of people laughing and smiling yeah, and yeah. because so many like you look at portraits everyone's so serious and uh but when you find pictures where it's like someone making a goofy face and it's like it's it's my favorite thing i love old photography because of that yeah definitely yeah because you, you kind of get this sense like it doesn't give you a um like you, like we talked about earlier, like the the world is the same as it was before. You know what I mean? In yeah. theory, but um, you forget that because those because now we have I have like ten thousand photos on my phone, like mm-hmm. legit, from the last ten years of iPhoning, mm-hmm. and you know, so there's many candidates and many just stupid things. 
but photography was um, you had to put a little bit more time and effort and money into it then yeah so if you like if you had a disposable even when i had a disposable camera as a kid if you fucked up one of the pictures it was like oh man what a waste i know and then if you got doubles you were like oh my god right oh yeah i mean it was like a big like my parents would get so mad like we just paid eight dollars for this roll of film (laughs) which is like thirty dollars in today's money you know like oh we wasted these pictures you gotta be more careful with the camera you know now so when you do see like a candid so everything was very serious and that's how we encaptured the moments then but now, but when you do see stuff like that it is like oh yeah people had joy back then too we just don't see enough of it <laughs> i know, know I, mean? I know <laughs> <laughs> uh just a shout out to my dad who would always get doubles of all of my pictures because he knew i would want to share them with my friends oh that's because really i was nice. always that kind of person like yeah. i love taking pictures of everyone and everything and then i would share the pictures like hey i got these pictures developed here's a picture of you and me or whatever Aww, you're so sweet i just like doing that you're always you just you're just a remarkable <laughs> remarkably thoughtful person you really are like i don't have to say this we're already married <laughs> I, like i you know I, this is just the truth thanks you really are you're really sweet you always think of other people thank you <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to say of that i don't know <laughs> you're just thanks <laughs> i wasn't fishing for anything i know you weren't but i just feel like i need to declare that every day how lucky i am <laughs> I love you. I love you too. We'll be right back after these words. Want <laughs> <laughs> to hop in the back of that hearse? Here, it's pretty spacious. Hey, <laughs> no jokes in here. <laughs> Room for two. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was uh, just a couple of um, pranksters. Pranksters, or like an undertaker having an undertaking. Oh, that's true. In there, an undertaking. If you know what with, I mean. With their undercarriage being. Mm-hmm. Under serviced. Wait, what? Under <laughs> Undertaken? <laughs> Undertaken. Undertaken <laughs> off them underwear. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, maybe maybe we're looking at this the whole wrong way, though. It says, no joke in death when put in a hearse. Maybe this is like, we have a new serious vehicle now that we're announcing to the world. It's called the hearse. <laughs> That's exactly and it. And this is just our way of saying, <laughs> we. I know before you guys were being very jovial with death. This car means business. <laughs> the new Pontiac hearse. Because before it was just like carriages that were just like draped differently with different mm. curtains. Interesting. Like, you, you know, like like a horse and buggy oh, yeah, carriage. Yeah, yeah. So, like there would be hearse carriages then like in the Victorian era. Mm-hmm. If you've seen them then, like they have like the draped curtains and okay. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So now with like a vehicle, like a car, maybe it was a harder transition to that. So maybe you're right. It could be. Mm-hmm. Is Hearst like the, is that the um, same family that's in like publishing? Or is that something different? Hearst? Hearst. Oh, it's Hearst. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, totally different family. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's just <laughs> the unveiling of like the new 1920 Hearst. No more clowning around. That was. There. <laughs> <laughs> There's no joke. There's no. This is serious this business. Is very serious. It's a serious car for serious matters. <laughs> this is. No, we're sorry how before we had these carriages with these colorful canopies. We get it. It was a little bit too and much. And happy horses. And ha- you know what? Those horses were a little bit too much. We get it. But that's all we had. Now we have sad engines. <laughs> And sadder drivers. <laughs> we have combustion happening here. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we nailed it. So headline number two, speakeasy or arsonist still at large women suspected. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like that's just like these, who would burn down these speakeasies? It's got to be the ladies. It's got to be my wife. Mm. That kind of attitude. Well, of course, there were always, always going to be 
people who um, were in support of prohibition and in support of of uh, having a ban on alcohol. But there were boring. I know, lame. But there were, but women were allowed in speakeasies, right? I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't exactly like a like a boys' club type situation. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and uh, I think that sort of rise of feminism in this era was uh, pretty prominent, especially Mm. in in speakeasies, because those are the those are like the low down, grimy women who are in there buying alcohol, smoking cigs, and wearing their shorter dresses. Loose women in loose times. I don't know. Mm. was prohibition like a was that done as a reaction to because prohibition started in 1920 right mm-hmm. so the roaring 20s started with this muted like we must stop drinking so before 1920 there must have been a lot of partying happening as it as it kind of built into this crescendo of right so yeah was it this way it was it was a way to kind of squash this cultural moment because there was because it was so uh, identifiable with with alcohol is that kind of what happened? I don't really know the whole maybe story. I mean, I mean, I'm not I, knowing to put you on the spot. We don't have to know. This is fake yeah. headlines. I um I'm I'm not sure exactly what the ultimate cause of it was. I think um, World War One had just gotten done with, right? Mm-hmm. Like it it ended a couple years before. So um, maybe it was just part of trying to get things. Um, I don't know. Back to like a um, uh, like a faith pre-war kind of yeah yeah. yeah back to like that stuffy sort of feeling because I'm I'm sure there was there was a sort of transition in in power and households. I mean, you saw it more in, in World War Two, but probably a little bit in World War One where um, women sort of, uh, started thinking for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, there was, I mean, especially throughout the, the 19 teens, um, the suffrage movement was huge, huge mm-hmm. during that time. So I'm sure that had a, a big part of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to get, trying to get the, the social norms back to what it was at the mm-hmm. turn of the century yeah. where everyone was, a bit more stuffy and you know dresses down to their ankles and women at that time um their garments started to creep up you know past their ankles like a lot of flappers dresses you see them like just below their knees and that was like whoo scandalous right um and fast forward 60 years later right i know i know absolutely and um so i you know, um, I think there was probably a lot of rise in crime, especially, uh, with, uh, you know, half of, um, the, the male population off at war. So then, you know, the men that were here may have been a little bit more crime happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and financial means, of course, and, and prohibition itself, it wasn't just, um, it was, it was only the sale of alcohol. So it, so if, there could have been people who had a basement full of, you know, 30 bottles of whiskey. Mm -hmm. That's perfectly legal. Gotcha. They just couldn't sell it. Yeah. You know, I did read something about that recently too, about how I I forget what it was. It was a, um, that's history with Tiffany. (laughs) I like the history with Tiffany. Has a nice (laughs) ring to it. Uh, I did read somewhere. I forget what it, what it was. It was a, I believe it was like a hotel maybe or a restaurant or 
both. Uh, but they supposedly had like a like a 14 year supply of whiskey or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like as they they started to kind of hoard it as right as they as this date deadline approached and they right, wanted to make sure right. they had enough for yeah. everybody because they you know? knew it was happening. Yeah, yeah, right. it wasn't like just surprise. No more alcohol sales. Right. You had drunks. Right, right. And it's pretty crazy too that we. Uh, got that into the um we had an amendment about it too got that mm-hmm. like, like i can't imagine there like when was the last amendment added i mean it, you know what I mean? we don't have to know this but that doesn't happen very often right and to think that we of all things limiting alcohol was it got that far right i just couldn't imagine especially nowadays when people are so beholden to their freedoms in a, in a very vocal way <laughs> uh-huh. to, to suggest anything. Yeah. But then here's an, here's an, here's an amendment that got put on there that maybe wasn't the best idea. So we got rid of it. People have been drinking since the dawn of time. And right. then suddenly they're like, no more. <laughs> what? Right, right. What? No. Right. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, I mean, the ancient pharaohs were drinking Zima. I mean, I've seen it. <laughs> seen it in the hieroglyphics. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the god of Zima. <laughs> that was my nickname. Senior year in high school. <laughs> class of 94. Um, the year Zima exploded. <laughs> 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 yeah. it's uh i mean there are a lot of parallels between that's why a lot of people kind of fight for um marijuana to be legal because uh really it's effects on on people uh physically is is no more worse than than alcohol alcohol is something that can also kill you Mm -hmm. um yeah but marijuana just just kind of chills you out and under the influence danger can happen but um, the, there, there's certainly a, a parallel of crime, uh, between, uh, prohibition and the rise of like, you know, like El Capone, for example. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, th- there was a, a means where, where these people, you know, criminals were like, okay, well, this is, this is a great way to, to make money underground. Mm -hmm. There's a market here for this. There's a market here for this. And that's why it seems really stupid for people to be behind bars for marijuana when like, it's not really something that's that bad. Like it should be legal anyway. Mm -hmm. Like again, people have been smoking weed since the dawn of time. Right, right. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, you're probably right. That's true. God knows I have been. Nah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I'm a nerd. But yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's interesting. So maybe the women who were burning down these speakeasies are, um, you know, hell hath no fury than a woman scorned. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right. if it's a, a, a crowd of women who are... Uh, maybe taking someone down, make maybe they mm-hmm. they know that these speakeasies are serving alcohol to their husbands, right. and they're like, no more, because there's you know there there was definitely a group of of purists out there who were like, I support prohibition and I don't want people drinking, and I think it's the root of all evil, and hold on, I'm going to go to church and have some wine with my uh, wafer, <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, so maybe it was just a group of women who were like, "I, I'm done with this." Right, it's bad. No it's a more. sin. It's a sin to drink, but arson is arson is not as long as you're doing it for the right reasons. 
I thought you were going to make a play on words there. Like our sin is not our sin. Uh, I didn't get that. <laughs> wow. That was good. <laughs> uh, that's why I was sin. like arson. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. For some reason, uh, arson daily just popped into my head. No. Just a very like, soot-covered Carson Daly. <laughs> Your sin is not our sin, but our sin is arson. Oh, man. Whoa. My brain just broke. I need some of that marijuana. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> but these, these are just progressive women who are just trying to take care of business. <laughs> I think you're right. But you are right, though. There's definitely like this element of crime that, that uh, sort of uh, gravitates towards like we had prohibition. So you had the rise of gangsters, like you said. Mm -hmm. And then with our current sort of drug situation, you have, since they are all banned, you have this sort of underground yeah. network of people selling and sneaking things around mm -hmm. and selling and whatever. Mm -hmm. I just, I sound like such a dork. I have no idea how any of this works, <laughs> but that's what I assume. I've seen, I've seen a couple movies. All right. We played out a scenario in our heads. Um, I mean, we, we thought about it and then we vocalized it to each other about how funny it would be. But when we were in Chicago and there was a guy and he was like standing at the side of this storefront, which must be a hop in place. And he was like, got some good weed. Yeah. Got good weed. Like I wouldn't know how, like I would, I would want we, it, but I wouldn't know how to die. What do I do? Go up to him and say, yes, I'd like, yes, sir. How much is it? How much? He'd be like, shut up, man. You're too loud. I wouldn't know what to do. Do you, do you take card? Right. Do you have like a, do you have like a square on your phone that I can swipe my card through? Like I don't, I don't even know how any of this works. I'm such a square. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would definitely do it if I knew how to get it. I guess is where I'm going with that. Email us at fake, fake headlines, headlines podcast, podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> we'll make cookies. Uh, <laughs> include a recipe, please. Okay. So the last one is uh, menacing kids haunt movie theater. Oh, menacing kids, not medicine kids. Menacing. Right. Kid. Menacing. Wait, so the menacing kids haunt. So they they are ghost kids. I don't know. Menacing kids haunt theater. Oh, they might not be. They could be haunting, as in just being a menace. Right. Oh. They could just be pretending to be ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> they just cover themselves in powder and then show up. <laughs> just they sneak in powder. They figure, I don't know. I imagine like anywhere it's better than sheets. I think that's yeah, more believable. Yeah, because in the twenties you could really go either way with that one. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was imagining like a powdered uh, effect, like a stage yeah. production of a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> they walk in with like Marley chains. Yeah. Yeah. The exactly. Ghost of Marley. It's <laughs> a great way to sneak into the movies. Just pretend you're a ghost. Like, oh, I'm a ghost. You're actually looking at a ghost. I don't have a ticket because I. I'm a ghost. <laughs> he, wait. I don't have earth you money. Can, you can see me. He can see us. Wow. Holy he cow. Can see us. You're gifted. Can you tell us how to get to the other side of that door? Yes. Uh, we can't walk through walls. We're not those kind of ghosts, but we do want to see the latest Charlie Chaplin movie. We are. Yeah. Desperate. Yeah. I mean, I don't have that much time left until I dis dissipate and go back to heaven for a minute. Can you help me? just see this movie real quick so oh, oh me i'm solid right now i'm solid i'm just gonna i'm gonna take this uh penny candy with me and i'm just gonna enjoy 
Enjoy the flick. See you later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not, you can't, you can't. I'm just a medicine kid. Yeah. You can't get the cops after me. I'm a ghost. I ghost. Human laws don't apply to me anymore. I'm not really human in that sense. Oh yeah. One last thing. Boo. <laughs> That's a good scam. I think That's a pretty clever yeah, scam. Yeah. <laughs> if the kid was really smart, they would just get a flagpole and just like look down into the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I th- I, th- I think people believed in ghosts then too. I would imagine so. I mean, I would think that ghosts have been around since Forever. the beginning. <laughs> Again, since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of time, there must be like a billion ghosts. Yeah, probably. Like a lot of people have died since the beginning of time. Yeah. Well, not everyone has unfinished business. Well, the only ghosts have unfinished. Well, I mean, not every ghost has unfinished business. For the most part. I mean, if I they're so. intelligent haunts, then they're just like, I don't know how to get out of here. Yeah. I'm here for a reason and it's to torment you. Something traumatic happened. Yeah. K- keeping them on the earth. You never, you never see like, like a, you know, like a, a Dick Van Dyke dancing sort of ghost. <laughs> who's just like listening his way through the afterlife. That's He's like, true. Hey, how's it going? They are always yeah. You have like, there's no Caspers, okay? Right. Like they don't exist. Right. They're 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 tormented. <laughs> they're looking for a way home. They're not trying to see movies. You're right. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I mean, they might be, maybe. I mean, I think. Yeah, I mean, I th- I would hope that when you die, you get to see any movie you want, right? You get to just kind of hang out, like, okay, I'm not quite ready yet. Okay, now I am. <laughs> like maybe maybe yeah. like it was a family tradition where these ghosts like followed their family there and just like it was the only way they could spend time with their family because they died in that theater or something oh that's true too. oh they're waiting for them to come back to see another movie yeah oh that's see, heartbreaking so that they can finish the end of their own film Ugh. you know i remember i remember hearing a ghost story a couple of years ago on a podcast where it was a guy that worked at a theater and they would see like a couple of kids that were like dressed in the 80 from the 80s Mm-hmm. they would appear in different parts of the theater and like they would be like the guy would be running the projector up in the booth and like the faces would like come up the window and look in at him and there was no way you could like stand because you'd be you'd have to be floating in the air to look in but i thought that was interesting because you always like you don't think of ghosts from the 80s really or right or just the 1880s just the 18 not the, at the beginning of spiritualism right right, right. and you don't you never think of you never, they don't go back that far generally but right. i would imagine in the 1920s there were probably ghost kids all the would, time yeah. and you would probably want to hang out in a theater because that would be like a fun place for a kid to be if they wanted if they were stuck mm-hmm. on the earth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah a lot of good movies came out that year a lot of a lot of good ones a lot of a lot of nice uh you know disney shorts in the original love toast yes came out that year the original love toast yeah. <laughs> featuring tom hanks and meg ryan and bella lugosi it was really weird <laughs> weird lineup <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah because it really i mean that was the only plus at the time that was not only just did you see a movie but you saw those newsreels before Mm -hmm. so it's like you got news and then you got a movie yeah it's a pretty big night i know it's a pretty big night i know that's that's how uh i mean those kids are uh, selling newspapers so they go to the movies they write the stories down from the movies and then sell those papers when the movie's done yeah like, the, did you see this? Just this is just broke. Th- that's the plot of the show Ghost yeah. Rider, right there. Yeah, that's yeah, it. I've seen it. <laughs> Ghost Rider. <laughs> did you mean Ghost Rider? <laughs> that's different. Oh, 
That's different. <laughs> That's the one with Nicolas Cage and a flamey face. <laughs> You're right. That's uh, originally, you know who was originally going to be cast in that movie, but didn't make it? Arson Daly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't have the right chemistry. No. Not yeah, him right. and Meg Ryan didn't have the right chemistry yeah, in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's in that movie, right? Meg Ryan. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you're thinking of the one with the Goo Goo Dolls. The guy from the Goo Goo Dolls? No, the one with the song from the Goo Goo Dolls. That one song. I don't know. You know, like there's that movie, like City City of Angels? Oh, yeah. City of Angels. I forgot about that. Because that's Meg Ryan, right? And Nicolas Cage? I think you might be and right. And the Goo Goo Dolls? I can't confirm or deny. I <laughs> I remember City of Angels being on a um, a flight that I was on once. Yeah. Like it was a, a red eye. That was the movie. And I remember my grandma. I think that's her. And I watched it, but we didn't want to buy the headphones to so we just watched the imagery of this movie together <laughs> what flight. a nice memory with grandma that's <laughs> a great moment with grandma <laughs> at two in the morning flying over uh the middle of america oh my gosh that's so funny that's so funny and then you wouldn't have heard the goo goo doll song yeah no it's to me it's a silent to me that's a silent movie oh that's good yeah that's probably why those kids don't want to leave like if they are actual ghosts maybe Maybe they they died just as talkies started coming around, and they're so they they're conscious. Mm-hmm. But like they all they've ever known were silent movies. So now talkies are there, and they're like, <laughs> afterlife. <laughs> this is great. You know, watch all these movies. Look at look at people are talking. This is you can crazy. hear this. Is it, is it just us? Or is it just because we're dead? I don't know. This is like a weird sixth sense they we say, have. What? <laughs> they're blown away it's true yeah <laughs> i do like the idea of the kids just sneaking in the theater pretending they're ghosts mm-hmm. do you think it, well maybe they're not go- like you said maybe they're not really uh maybe it's not ghosts maybe it's just kids are causing havoc at the theater for people yeah which i could see kids uh being a little unruly mm-hmm. at that time kids are unruly nowadays yeah still back then they were as well sneaking in maybe you know tossing popcorn at, at people or like you know sneaking around backs of aisles and just like tapping someone on the shoulder and then like making them look and then mm-hmm. tapping them on the other shoulder and then making them look the other way <laughs> you know how i imagine these kids are as the kids from uh, a christmas story the bullies that's how i imagine in these in these scenarios <laughs> that little kid with that little derby god i know that's, that's what i imagine that kids that look like that, that. yes <laughs> oh snot get him out of here oh you little jerks <laughs> you're ruining the theater <laughs> ghost kids doctor kids and business kids unusual kids unusual of, kids of, of all varieties <laughs> kids in derby hats <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite because mm-hmm. it does fit into the whole newspaper salesman kid. Right. It's right. a perfect attire for a kid. Unfinished business in a newspaper to sell. <laughs> <laughs> it's very silly. <laughs> uh, Kevin. Yes. Did you want to take a swing at these headlines? Yeah. Let's see. We've got the no joke hearse. We got the speakeasy arsonist and the menacing haunting kids mm-hmm. at the theater mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or maybe it wasn't the movie theater maybe these kids were like going to like broadway shows and being douchebags it's a movie theater 
It did say movie theater. Yeah. I can't read my own handwriting. Medicine Kids Haunt Movie Theater. Ah, sorry. I, I, my handwriting's terrible. No, it's okay. All right. Don't apologize to me. I, I apologize why am I to your, apologizing? Own, I, your own hand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that I don't know what that means either. (laughs) (laughs) Say you're sorry to your hand (laughs) that you don't know how to control it properly to pen to paper. Yeah, that was pretty much my adolescence right there. Um, (laughs) I don't know. These are all these are all very plausible stories. Um, let's go with the hearse as the, The the real story. All right. That is the real headline. Really? Yeah. These were all very good. Thank you. That that gives me a vote of confidence. I had a couple of different stories that I wanted to share with you. Um, and this is the one that I chose. Another one that I thought was really funny was um, it was something about uh, uh, new jobs in counting cigarette smokers. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's a very fascinating story about like how like people would stand out on the streets and and count people who smoked but only men not women really mm-hmm. why were they just just to, just to get a a feel for mm-hmm. who was smoking yeah oh wow it was very fascinating that's wild. I was like that's an interesting article i found a couple weird ones too like um and the other one was um i'll just tell you this yeah, other one that i found um was this <laughs> world's record baby baby in weight 17 and a half pounds amazes obstetricians <laughs> look at this fat ass baby oh my god that's huge <laughs> that kid takes, it's like a full page ad this kid just his head in hand <laughs> that's, that's so a weird. cute baby it is a cute baby <laughs> oh my lord yeah yeah tell me tell me about your other your other headlines and then uh, i'll read you my story yeah, one, one of the articles I found was from the New York Tribune from March 19th, 1920. The headline was, High Living Cost Drives Pedigreed Cats Into Streets. <laughs> and it was about how beef and grade A milk had become so expensive. I guess that's what they fed cats then. Oh. That people were having to like get rid of their cats because Aww. they couldn't, uh, like it was, uh, it says New York cats as well as New York people are having troubles with their landlords. The increase in the cost of living for feline tenants has been as great of an increase in the cost of living for the other kinds of tenants as well. Rent is high and the price of raw beef is something fearful. Interesting. And it was about how people are not able to keep up with their cats because New York City was very expensive, even in 1920 for people. Wow. Which I thought was so wild. That it's like, <laughs> that's never changed. No. It's just gotten worse and worse. <laughs> so, um, so my headline... Uh, was from the Evening World on Saturday, January 17th, 1920. Wow. I'm not sure where the Evening World is, unfortunately. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, so. Yeah, that's, so, that's really great. Uh, this is a very fun story. I'm going to make it the right size so I can read it. No joke in death when put in hearse. <laughs> Undertaker takes body to Grand Central before Joker convinces him He's not a dead one. Oh, my God. A man well-known in political circles swore off today from practical jokes. Somebody started a false report that Timothy Shine, a saloon keeper of uh, North 426 11th Avenue, was dead. Scores of his friends went to the cafe to mourn and view the body. The man who was credited with having started the rumor caused one of the bartenders... 
Yeah. Caused one of the bartenders to wrap him in a sheet that he might pose as the corpse. Oh, my God. He lay in a room of the hotel in being explained uh, the dead man's... Okay. Uh, (laughs) Old newspapers are difficult to read. Mm -hmm. Um, He lay in a room of the hotel... It being explained, the dead man's will stipulated his face should not be seen after death. A Harlem undertaker was called to... So, this must be a New York newspaper. A Harlem undertaker was called to take the body to Grand Central to be put aboard a train for Syracuse. The Joker found himself strapped to an ironing board and placed in a hearse. Oh, my God. An ironing board. I know. How do you not know this body's warm? Yeah, right. Like, I mean, even a sheet's not going to hide someone's body weight. Isn't it's, like the sheet body like heat, especially if I know moving right? from the breathing. Right. <laughs> uh, the joke was not revealed until the undertaker at the at the train demanded the necessary papers to ship the corpse. <laughs> so they don't mention who this guy was who was playing the corpse, um, but Mister Shine who. Uh, was the guy that everyone thought was dead and was this corpse. Uh, he didn't know anything about it until it was over. Oh my God. <laughs> so someone pretended to be him, be dead. And then like this, this corpse body was taken to grand central as a practical joke. Like, wow. That like a but practical this guy joke. had no idea someone was faking his death. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> How like the, the guy in the sheet is like, must be like, Oh my God, this is going too far. When do I break this character? <laughs> How do you not giggle? Yeah, or like, yeah. I don't know. Or I be know. scared out of your mind that there's authorities there. Imagine being an un- undertaker and just assuming like this is a dead body and like, right. Like right. all of a sudden it's like pops up and you're like, Ugh. Oh God, <laughs> I better drop out of CSI school. I'm oh, terrible. No. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. That's really awesome. I just like, like, like you talked about before, like you forget that, you know, people a hundred years ago also had a sense of humor. This guy had a sense of humor where he was like, he Winstoned it. I <laughs> <He> really did. <laughs> <laughs> and if you watch the show New Girl, you'll know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, he took this he took Way this practical far. joke and he was like, <laughs> I'm running with oh it. Oh my god. I love that it was uh, that Syracuse is involved as well. I know, I know. That's Sorry great. I forgot it was in New York. Oh, it's okay. Um but yeah, it uh yep. <laughs> That's really great. That was fun. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Happy 100. Happy 100. Yeah, that was great. What a good, good time this was. Yeah, it was fun. So many, I mean, if you are like, wow, I want to read historic newspapers. And uh, if you're interested in reading old headlines and articles or just like, just a glimpse into time, um, really of any time, uh, the Library of Congress is a really great resource um, to learn about little snippets of history. Mm -hmm. Um, And they go all the way back uh, to, I think, like the 1700s. Yeah, it's insane. There's yeah. so much archive, which thank God there is. Too. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. And you can like even pinpoint it down to the year like we did. You can look at keywords and, um, you know, different places and stuff like that. It's really, really neat. I wanted to show you this real quick. This is an ad I saw. Uh, the head- Try this for rupture? This says, try this for rupture. And the, uh, the ad is, new invention sent on 30-day trial without expense to you. And it just says, simply send me your name. And I will send you my new copyrighted rupture book and measurement blank. When you return the blank, I will send you my new invention for rupture. When it arrives, put it on and wear it. Put it 
to every test you can think of. The harder you test, the better you will like it. What? You will wonder how you ever got along without this, without the old style cruel spring trusses or belts with leg straps of torture. What? Your own good common sense and your own doctor will, will tell you that this is the only way you'll ever expect to care for your rupture. After wearing it for 30 days, if it is not entirely satisfactory in every way, and if it is not easy and comfortable, and if you cannot actually see your rupture getting better, and if not convinced that this is this is that, and if not convinced that a cure is merely a question of time, then return it, and you are out nothing. Any rupture appliance sent on 30-day trial without expense to you is worth a trial. What the hell's a rupture? I'm still not sure what a rupture is. Tell your ruptured friends of this. Easy Hold Company, 1615 Conch Building, Kansas City, Missouri. What is a rupture? What is a rupture? I don't know. We'll let you guys know next time what it is. <laughs> but until then, try this for a rupture. I was reading this ad. I'm like, what are they getting at? Like, Was a rupture a big thing? to do and there's trusses and belts involved and leg <laughs> leg straps i'm like what is happening here wow sounds okay. very erotic whatever mm. it is mm. Mm. well on that note folks thanks for listening <laughs> uh if you want more check out fake head pod on twitter and fake headlines podcast on facebook and instagram uh, and fakeheadlinespodcast.com as well. Yeah, that's a that's a great place to find all of our shows archived right there. And if you uh even if you don't listen normally on Apple Podcasts, if you could bring up the Apple Podcast app, find our show on there and click the five stars for the review. It just helps keep us on the charts, which of course we're always doing pretty well in Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> Thanks, Not friends. to brag. Sometimes Taiwan. We got a lot of listeners there for some reason. I don't know. We love you. Thank but you. Thank you for listening. We love you guys. And uh, if you have seen anything online you want us to check out, email us at fakeheadlinespodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, we're back on Anchor, so you guys can leave us a voice message if you would like. What a fun thing. That is correct. Yeah, we, we moved. If you're uh, like, I don't feel like typing today. I just want to talk this out with Tiff and Kev. Like, just just do it. Yeah, just go to anchor.fm and search Fake Headlines Podcast. You'll see us there. You can leave a voicemail and uh, whatnot. Yeah. So check it out. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. <laughs> Bye.